As most of us have come in contact with Life Labs, it's Canada's largest provider of diagnostic testing services. You need to get a blood test. They say, go, you know, go to Life Labs. And you can, the great thing about Life Labs is that you can book your appointment online and find out where you are, like where there's an appointment. You can sometimes get your results um, via Life Labs online. So it's a pretty big deal. An even bigger deal is that they issued a statement yesterday that they were hacked. The medical testing company said in a statement that cyber criminals may have access to the personal information of over 15 million customers, mostly in B.C. and Ontario, including the name, address, email, login, passwords, date of birth, health card number, and lab test results. And this happened, uh, they're figuring around on November 1st. The CEO said, I'm sorry this has happened. We'll, uh, we'll do everything we can to win back the confidence of our customers. I, how do you win it back? I mean, it's already out there. There's already been a breach. Apparently they paid the hackers. And they have um, contained the issue, they say. They've taken steps to strengthen cybersecurity. I don't know if that makes anybody feel better about what's going on because you know the information is already out there the ceo charles brown said it was a hard decision to pay the ransom but he believed that customers would want it to do everything possible to retrieve their data he was speaking to the sun and he said we wanted to get the data back we thought it was the smart thing to do because it was in the best interest of our customers okay they paid the ransom but that could be problematic. David Mason joins the show. He's director of enterprise security for Dark Trace Canada. David, you're a cybersecurity expert, and you tend to think that this probably isn't a great idea to pay a ransom because it opens up a whole other can of worms. Do tell. Uh, yeah, the problem with paying the ransom is uh, you've paid the ransom. So you've indicated to the, the bad guys that you're prepared to do that. And what often happens with those who pay the ransom is they get hacked again, or certainly the fact gets around, uh, you know, the dark web that this is an organization that will pay a ransom. Now, having said that, they probably didn't make that decision lightly. They probably gave it a lot of thought, and they were probably in the position where they quite simply, this was the only option they had uh, to get that data back, and, and obviously they decided to pay the ransom. I heard that you said you believe you believe that the data never left the Life Labs system. So how could that happen? You know, they hack and they have access to the data. Uh, could they copy it and leave it in place and take a, a file with them? Because because this is pretty sensitive health information. Yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of question marks around the the statement and the descriptions of the the actual attack that happened. When you hear the word ransom, you know you, you start thinking it's ransomware. And what happens with ransomware is your data doesn't leave your organization, but it gets locked up within the organization, and then you have to pay a ransom to unlock it to get it back. Um, but the other thing about ransomware is it tends to tell you that it's done it to you, whereas Life Labs say that they discovered um, the actual hack, and then they had to pay the ransom to get the data back, which would then seem to imply that maybe they took it. Whatever's actually happened, it looks like at some point some data was in the hands of the people who shouldn't have had it, and they paid a ransom to get it back. But if that was the case, you have no idea whether they've copied it, never whether they're hanging on to it. Um, it's a pretty bad deal, all right. David, you know, uh, you mentioned that you, it probably wasn't a ransomware, but uh, they discovered that they had been hacked. If somebody doesn't reach out to you and say, hey, you've been hacked, here's the deal, I want the uh, the money uh, via, 
you know, Bitcoin. Uh, could you be looking in your files and see something messed up with your files that would make you believe that you've been the victim of a hack? How? What are the ways that you could find out you've been hacked without somebody reaching out? Uh, what I would do for everyone who's been affected by this, they should be in touch with Life Labs. Uh, Life Labs will be in touch with you if you're one of the customers. But get in touch with them and ask them, you know, uh, with the data that I have, have you got any idea whether it's been touched or not? And at the same time, you need to just be a bit more aware right now about what's going on. Um, and be aware, particularly, of strange communications that you might get, whether it be a phone call, a text, an email. It just seems out of place and unusual. Right. So keep it in the back of your mind that if you've used Life Labs, they could have your information. And now you could become uh, a victim of them, you know, reaching out and emailing to you because that's how they'd use this information. Right. Like if they're not going to use your health information, the fact that uh, hackers have secured the information that include, you know, passwords, email, login, date of birth, that could actually lead to other problems for you, the customer. Right. Yeah, in many ways, um, that kind of uh, personal identifiable information, it's like currency. It's currency. Uh, it can be bought, it can be sold, and it can be used by other people for financial gain uh, other than yourself. So you, you, that's why you really need to look after it. Uh, the problem for Life Labs here is uh, we're not hearing the word encryption. Yep. Really, all that kind of data, they should have had that encrypted. I'm kind of hoping they did, um, because if, they get, if the bad guys had stolen it, then it's no use to them. But clearly, it obviously was used, used to them, and Life Labs were prepared to pay cash to get it back. Okay, let's talk about the fact that they've set up a dedicated phone line, and people can inquire about further information. You know, you wanted to know, uh, you gave us a few questions we can ask, but the, cu- the company, Life Labs, is also offering 12 months of protection that includes dark web monitoring and identity theft through TransUnion. Um 12 months, is that enough? Or could they, you know, lay low with the information that they've hacked from you and then use it five years from now to scam you? Well, basically, they've just told the bad guys, we're going to do this for 12 months. <laughs> so the bad guys know when the protection is going to end. Uh, I strongly suspect we'll see Life Labs extend that uh, as uh, their investigation uh, proceeds further. Um, but they, they've got to do this. They've got to show to their customers that they're absolutely doing their absolute utmost uh, to protect them. Uh, the first instance of this was earlier this year when Desjardins had the insider threat hack. And straight away, they offered that kind of protection, not just to those who'd been affected, but basically every customer of Desjardins. Because that's what you've got to do. You, you can't afford for your customers to walk away. And that's why Life Labs will be doing this. But I, I expect they'll extend that. Has Life Labs put other co- companies at risk by paying this ransom, do you think? Well, there's a, there's a, there's a case you could say that. But uh, the medical medical uh, organizations, hospitals, um, private uh, companies like Life Labs, they're all under attack. And the reason they're under attack right now is because they have that really, really important information. Whether it's the information that can be used um, you know, to carry out fraud, identity theft, or whether it's quite simply the kind of information that people really don't want to get stolen and want to keep sacrosanct and, ha- and hang on to. David, you brought up the fact that... Um your information should be encrypted. You think when dealing with not only our personal information, like our email, login, passwords, but set sensitive medical information, like serious information about your tests that's, that should be under the utmost um, uh, lock and key as far as privacy is concerned, isn't being encrypted until after breaches. And we know breaches happen. We know that hackers are out there and they're working relentlessly to breach systems. Is it... 
why wouldn't it a company like Life Labs just automatically make sure that all of the information that they're receiving from clients and uh, processing with respect to clients is encrypted? Is, is what's the cost to that for a company? Is it astronomical? Why wouldn't you do that? It's not going to be astronomical. Um, and of course, we don't. Maybe they did encrypt it, um, but they've not said. What's, what's getting a lot of us wondering uh, is why did you pay to get that information back? You'd only pay to get it back if the information was of use to the bad guys, um, and that's what they did. Whereas it would be encrypted, it wouldn't be. Um, the other issue around this is if it was a ransomware attack, you would think a company like this would actually back it all up, um, but for some reason they had to pay money to get it back. So it's kind of strange. The, the, whole, the whole statement's raised a lot more questions um, uh, than, than, than answers on, on this occasion. And that'll be worrying for um, uh, patients and, and members of that 15 million because you're not really sure what happened. And the biggest one is the fact that they said potentially up to 15 million clients may have been affected. But they haven't actually said exactly how many. That's an indication that they don't know. Um, and this is a common problem for many organizations. They don't have what is, what is known as visibility on their network. They can't actually see what exactly happened, who did what, where they went, what they did with it. And all they know is it's been accessed. And for all we know, they may have only accessed it seven records or 7,000 or 700,000, but we don't know. And so they end up having to say potentially up to 15 million. And that just causes more angst and grief for everybody. So are networks limited or, it, are, you know, is this a company that's limiting themselves? No, it's, it's, it's not a case of the company limiting themselves. It's difficult. It's difficult to have this kind of visibility. Um, we're in an increasingly interconnected world and networks are becoming increasingly com- uh, um, connected and complicated. And the kind of threats that we actually face are actually, the, there's more of them. They're increasingly sophisticated and complicated, and they move too fast for human beings to deal with it. And so what you find is the human beings who are in charge of protecting these networks are pretty much overwhelmed. They really are overwhelmed and struggling to deal with this. Do we have to start limiting the information we give to, um, you know, places like Life Labs? Like, I always wonder, why do you need to know my address? I mean, wow. you know, I, I know that's weird, but, I mean, they're asking for your address. They're asking for your um, email. They're asking for your phone number. Can't they just stick with one um, way to locate you? There's lots of reasons around that. A lot of it's to do to make sure that the tests they have actually match the, the correct person. So they look for as many identifiers as possible to make sure they don't make mistakes. Obviously, if you're undergoing treatment and the treatment was based on somebody else's results and not yours because they didn't identify you properly, that would be a bit of a disaster. Um, however, there's also the issue of just good old-fashioned marketing, yeah. for information in order to market their products. So, I really appreciate your time today, David. I understand that some people are calling for the CEO's head. They wanted him to resign. Do you think that uh, all of this rests uh, with the, the person at the top of Life Labs? Well, obviously, going to, there's an ongoing inquiry right now. There'll be an investigation. The Office of the Privacy Commissioner, both the federal one and the, the one in D.C., are, are involved in this. There'll be an inquiry, and, and once they have the full facts together, and clearly they're struggling to get the full facts together this time, that will be the point at which people can start deciding was there blame, was there negligence. Um, we have to really wait for the inquiry. All right, David, thank you so much. I appreciate your time today. You're very welcome. Cheers.